All right, party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. That's me. That's me. This hat is on point. This is a different hat I was wearing last night. We got a new steamer. We got a new steamer in the in the dressing room. Not the dressing room, in the makeup room. I'm taking advantage of it. Let's keep steaming these hats. Bam! Boy, like George Strait. Mm. Uh, minus the George and the Strait. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My friend George, Jorge Ventura. It's good to be back, sir. It's good oh, to be back. Good to have you, buddy. With the, with the last real cowboy of Dallas. Yeah, it's the last one. The richest one in Texas, too. You know, Chad, I posted a picture of us, and I, and I posted I was with the last real cowboy of Dallas, and a lot of people got triggered. They do, man. Like, oh, he's not the real cowboy. Oh, yeah, they, they can't handle it, bro. They could have handled it. They don't, listen, you get woke, go, you can't joke. That's yeah. the deal. But but the funny thing is, like, I don't do, uh, I mean, I, I say this. I, you know, people always say, you're a real cowboy. I was like, well, Garth Brooks ain't either. Like, Garth Brooks oh, don't even yeah. wear boots. But, you know, he's an entertainer, and people don't ever say anything about that. The difference is, I, I have actually done cowboy shit in my life. And I still we still have bucking bulls, which, I mean, step into my backyard. We got, we got quite the animals around. Um, we got the, uh, we got a badass three-year-old named Political <laughs> Cowboy. And I'll post videos of Political Cowboy just slinging these boys off, you know. And he's ranked like three in the world. He's a three-year-old. So he's a derby bull, but and and I'll say political cowboys tearing it up, and they'll think it's me on the bull getting thrown off because I say political cowboy, and they're like, dude, you didn't ride that for shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the bull. It's the bull. The bull's the one who's the killer. Anyway, where you been? You've been down on the border. You've been in yeah, Ukraine. Where you been? Yeah, we've been. Uh, we were in uh, Yuma, Arizona, checking out some of the border issues over there. We just left Eagle Pass. I just literally got back from Jackson, Mississippi, interviewing the residents over there who have no clean drinking water. They've actually gone with no uh, clean drinking water for a whole week, but they've been on boil boil water alert for a month. Um, so seeing really the struggles of you know what they're going through and and that's crazy because I've seen some of the images of this water in Mississippi. Being, I mean, being down there, Chad, it looked like some out of like Venezuela so I went I was down there for Labor Day and um, I was at a I was at a basically the National Guard is giving out this clean drinking water in, in, in cases and I mean the lines of cars were just hundreds of, 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 of cars for hours and hours just lining up just for, for clean drinking water I mean it looked yeah. like like I said it felt like we were in a third world country and you know a lot of the residents there are, re- are very angry at state officials city city officials federal government you know they feel like hey we have all this money for foreign countries yet I can't even get clean drinking water here so this is happening in America in 2022 you know Americans can't even get so clean we're sending water. what 80 hundred billion dollars to Ukraine, right? Yep. And uh, now people... And, really, and we got an extra $1 billion to, to Taiwan now. That, to Taiwan, that, that's right. Yeah, we're and, about to send and, off. you know, we just launched a ballistic missile uh, yesterday, I guess it was, you know, to, to prove that we got nuclear capability. I mean, if we're launching test missiles like North Korea and we don't know what they're going to do yet, surely we've tested enough missiles right. at this point. That ain't cheap to do that kind of stuff. So we're doing... And that's small potatoes compared to the money we're sending around the world. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are sending us money, but again, people in Mississippi don't have water, can't can't bathe, can't you know. And it's a Democrat-run drink. city. Uh, you know, the Democrats always want to say that they're the party of the black and brown people. Where, well, now we have a city that's run by Democratic mayor, um, and now black people don't have clean drinking water, literally. Yeah. Um, and they they're extremely upset. Joe Biden hasn't even um, visited Jackson, Mississippi yet, uh, so th- those residents right there are really angry and. Uh, 
you know, being down there kind of shows a microcosm of other issues around the country where people feel forgotten about by, by these establishment politicians who say they care about them. I mean, one one man that I interviewed said, hey, man, our mayor's out, you know, walking around with $12,000 suits on and yeah. we, we don't even have water here. So, yeah. you know, it's that's uh, that's crazy. And um, I mean, do you think Joe Biden's even visited the White House? I mean, I'm not even sure if the guy's even been there, actually, it's much less the border or places where there's a national emergency or, you know. Well, I, I agree with Sarah. Sarah uh, was calling Joe Biden a hologram, so I might have to agree with her, her take that he's a, he's a hologram at this point. We talked about that yesterday. I don't know where uh, Kamala I mean, Harris has I'm, been. I'm telling everyone that, you know, uh, in politics, I got my money on, you know, Gavin Newsom is going to be the face of that Democratic Party coming this this new election. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm putting my money right now. And speaking of nightmares, people are in California. I mean... They, oh, you know, being told that they gotta they gotta turn the power off or turn the power way up, and uh, I, I'm just you know I read Eric Swalwell's deal, and I'm like this is almost like satire here, where the stuff where he's telling people that they need to you know bump all their stuff up, and I'm like well that's real easy for you to say from a condo in Washington D.C. on Capitol Hill, but his thing I read this thing and I was like dude is this parody? Um, when, when he posted this thing, and I'm pulling it up right quick, he said, it's time to rally, California. We all need to do our part to help avoid power outages this week. Before 4 p.m., pre-cool your home. After 4 p.m., avoid use of major appliances and turn your thermostat to 78 or higher. Let's keep the lights on, California. That's the fifth largest economy on the globe, California. I mean, number one state for agriculture, number one economy in America, so one would think. Right. And they, I mean, I pointed out yesterday that they're going to have to, um, they're going to have to uh, build 20 nuclear plants just to go with their plan to have electric cars. I mean, if they're going to have that kind of energy in California. And then Gavin so, Newsom yesterday posted, posted a video, you know, trying to warn the residents about this. And he's posting this in a sweater in an air-conditioned home. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> so, See? That yeah. Was, that was the best part of the video. It's, I promise you, Eric Swalwell's not keeping his thermostat at yeah. 80, and neither is Gavin I Newsom. I guarantee you the French Laundry probably doesn't have to turn out. Yeah, the French Laundry's not turning anything down. The chefs in that kitchen aren't cooking. I mean, personally, they're not cooking. They're cooking, but they're not sweating. So, all right, let's get into this. Here's where I wanted to go. The world's falling apart. We know that. We don't have anybody flying the plane. It's 100% on autopilot. But let's face it, even that's just starting to spiral downward. Kathy Griffin, my least favorite comedian, uh, whatever you want to call her. Uh, (laughs) Kathy Griffin tweeted. You got it. You got it right there. So... Uh, If you don't want a civil war, vote for Democrats in November. If you do want a civil war, vote Republican. Now, on face value, how would you interpret that? I mean, she's just an idiot. I mean, it's that right there is actually like true, true Hollywood white privilege. If you want to if you want to say, I mean, to just be able to say something like that, um, you know, there's millions of, of Americans who have been cheated out by the establishment Democratic Party who are rejected and we're seeing that with the Hispanics in South Texas and then just to tweet something like that is just kind of like a, it's you know it's from her from her Hollywood castle yeah. she doesn't know uh, anyone she doesn't know anyone in the working class the only people that yeah. she even knows in the working class are probably her maids and her butlers and people right. who have to serve well her. you saw I, you saw her follow up too yeah and I want yeah. to talk about that in just a second but I mean I commented under that tweet that she made and I said you know 
the last time I saw you this mad, the barista at uh, your Beverly Hills Starbucks got your, you know, <laughs> as the Beverly Hills barista got your name wrong. Um, but she responded to the overall blue check MAGAs or whatever on Twitter. Put that back up there. It says, you guys, the MAGA blue checks are at it again because they are uh, constantly threatening civil war. They are trying to suggest that I'm the one who is threatening a civil war because, you know, that's my thing. Well, I mean, you are the one who held up an ISIS-style bloodied severed head of Donald Trump, so maybe it is your thing, Kathy. I don't know. Uh, you're a freak of nature. And, and not a, yeah, anyway, she keeps putting this stuff kind of out there. So she's trying to double down and say, no, what I meant was if, if you vote Republican, the Republicans are going to start a civil war. Well, typically, that's it's, it's the ones who lose are the ones who start the civil war, right? So it stands to reason that if Republicans win, they're not going to start a civil war. It's the ones who lose that are going to do that. So she's trying to go back around and all this kind of stuff. Even got a pinned tweet at the top of her Twitter page, you know, doubling down on this whole thing. And, of course, then all the re-re's come out in defense of her and say, well, that's not what she was saying. Well, I mean, on face value, that's how I read it. And, I mean, now that I'm imagining a civil war, I mean, how would that even look like? It would be, you know, these conservatives against, like, these uh, genderless people with purple hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, how I, would I that even look like the, in the battlefield? You know, <laughs> one of the funniest memes is, uh, you know, the guy that was Jen Psaki's intern or whatever with the long fingernails, the guy in the dress <laughs> at the White House, you know, who was, oh, we're going to be at the White House and all this kind of stuff, The whatever he was, cross-dresser. And I was like, you know, what are we going to wear to the Civil War? Uh, like that, that kind of yeah, thing is the way the- I imagine that. Where, where are you going to have the Civil War? I'll tell you, I'll tell you who, if, if you were to have a, quote, Civil War, let me tell you who would suffer the most. It would be the minorities. It would be the urban areas. It would be, it's the places that already get burned down. Yep. Right? So, again, I don't know of anybody who's saying, you know what? Let's, let's have us a Civil War. We're going to go out there and attack. Now, Whenever conservatives or the Trumpies or the MAGA Republicans or the super MAGA or ultra MAGA or the King MAGAs or whatever Donald, uh, not uh, whatever Joe Biden's calling us today, whenever they see stuff like that, I mean, they basically respond with, you know, I find these terms acceptable. We're not, mm. Nobody's going to back down from it. No, no, no. Nobody's going to back down from it. But again, we just want to be left alone. I mean, true conservatives want to be left alone. They're not after control of anything. Uh, they just want to know their values are being held. Allie Stuckey, I saw her out here in the hall a minute ago. I was reading Twitter this morning. It's a weird addiction, this Twitter. I hate that I like it. I've seriously, this last two weeks, Brandon, I've thought about just deleting my account. Just like, You just, like it too much, though, Chad. You I like do. to troll. You like I to do. troll. Man, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to. I think everybody's kind of like that where they're like, right, can I please just get banned? Like, please just, just ban, ban me. me. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. I don't want to quit, but I, I just want to be banned. Yeah. You know, I want to break my leg so I can sit on the bench. <laughs> you know, put me on the injured yeah, the reserve. The true civil war is on Twitter, honestly. That's yeah. the true the well, yeah. civil war is on we're Twitter right now. too fat to run, but we still have fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there going, okay, Allie Stuckey, she tweeted something about, you know, if, if you're saying that, you know, we want to, if you, if we want to save babies, if we want, you know, all this kind of stuff, that rhetoric she was saying, it, and we don't want you to have gender mutilation of children and we want to protect the unborn. If that's what you're calling us, then yes, I, that's who I am. And, and there was a guy who commented on there and said, you, you conservatives, 
you know, y'all have a vivid imagination. I'm like, how can you in, in any way say that's an imagination? Y'all are the ones that lose your mind over the Roe v. Wade thing. Y'all are the ones who stormed federal buildings over Kavanaugh. Y'all were the ones who, you know, set up the Chaz and Chop Zones and, and did the whole Portland federal building. And so you see the open borders. You see it firsthand mm-hmm. personally. You've seen the dead bodies in the river. Um, you know, at what point? That, and again, everything from all age drag shows, which is mild in comparison to the other shit they're wanting to do, like, you know, upper surgery, lower surgery on people under 18. So, no, I don't think we're imagining it at all. And what's, it, it, what's interesting too, Chad, is like, uh, you know, it's been happening with N- MSNBC. Now we have Hollywood liberals attacking the what they call the MAGA extremists or MAGA Republicans yeah. is the Democratic establishment created this voter base. We, you know, we don't get Donald Trump if if the country's doing great. You know, we don't get Donald Trump if Obama did his job. We got Donald Trump because we had Americans reject the current status quo in the establishment. So they created what they call now extremists, where you have these people who are saying, well, uh, well, this Democratic Party is no longer the party of the working class. The Democratic Party is really the, the, the class of Hollywood liberals, coastal, right. coastal elites. They can't relate to anyone in the middle, can't relate to anyone that lives in Kansas or, or Mississippi or don't, don't want to even step into Jackson. Um, so they created this base that's rejecting them, but now they're extremists. I mean, for Kathy, that's like to me, it's like I said, it's that Hollywood pr- privilege. She doesn't know anyone in the working class. Like I said, it's probably just her maids and butlers, probably like the only and conversation she that she has them. with Hispanics. Exactly. Um, so that, that to me is uh, the funny thing. Is, is them pushing this this you know CRT and everything? Um, they're actually waking up that middle base, like like the you know immigrant class, working class Hispanics, who are now rejecting that. And I think we're seeing it in South Texas, but we're seeing it uh, current trend throughout the country. Right yeah, now. man. I listen, and and I I drive down the street sometimes. You know, I'm always on the highway. I'm always looking, and I just think about the people who are driving. You know, in traffic alongside me, and and coming. You know, I just think about. It's like, are those people sitting around thinking about the same stuff I'm thinking about? I, I just tend to think they're not. Right, right. right. I, like we tend to think of the politics and the culture nonstop because it's our job in a way. And I just think it's Twitter's not real life. No. You know, social media is not real life. These people get on here and everything. I, I posted something the other day about, you know, always be challenging yourself with new ideas and always be coming up with new stuff and growing from it and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, just talking about challenging yourself Somebody's got to get on there and say, well, I challenge you to show up in November and vote the people out. And I'm like, why? Why has everything got to be about this stuff, man? Why can't we take a little sip of tequila? Come here, give me your glass. Why can't we take a little sip of tequila, you know, and and just chill a little bit, man? Because people have dirty water coming out of their faucets in Jackson, Mississippi, and there's dead children in the Rio Grande. And it's a mess. The country's going to hell. Absolutely. Well, well, Chad, what we could do is, as, as as the country goes to hell, we'll there we'll, we'll sip some tequila. There and, it is. And, this, uh, is, this is what I was doing, except it was Bonner Private Wine we'll, on the we'll night. Right Joe, out the wave. Yeah, the night Joe Biden stole the election. <laughs> mm. Look at Jorge Woo. just took it. Just took Woo. it like a man. It's in my he blood, Chad. It's in my Mexican. blood. I got the tequila Woo. in my veins. Dude, I got, yeah. got Don Hoover running through me, my veins, baby. man. Freaking brown people, man. I tell you. <laughs> 
Hey, folks, if you want to uh, stock up on some emergency survival food, now's the best time because I'm going to get you some huge savings from my Patriot Supply. But you got to do it now because it's going to end very soon. Preparewithchad.com. Preparewithchad.com. What a great website name. Uh, you're going to save $250 on their ready hour three-month emergency food kit. You need to get a kit for every member of your family. Get breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, desserts, all of it. 2,000 calories a day. Every family. Uh, listen, you hear us talking about Jackson, Mississippi. Folks, you're going to need this. You're going to need this. You need to be stocking up your water, your tequila, your whiskey, whatever it is, but you need the Ready Hour emergency food kits as well. My Patriot Supply, you can trust them because they are the nation's largest preparedness company, and uh, they bought in bulk prior to the inflation so that they could pass the savings on to you. They got a warehouse full, and it's going quick. Uh, so get the $250 off per kit. Plus, I'll get you free shipping. It'll arrive discreetly, and uh, you need to be prepared, folks. So trust the folks from My Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithchad.com. One more time, preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back. All right. Do I want to talk about Hillary Clinton or Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence or Hillary Clinton? You know, Jennifer Lawrence is charming. Um, she's becoming less and less so. She's easier to look at, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Clinton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way easier. All right. Let's talk about uh, Jennifer Lawrence. So she said that uh, she said she's having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. Um <laughs> <laughs> But here's what she said on this thing. She said... Um, She's having wet, wet nightmares, Chad. About. Hey, dude. That's, that's, <laughs> man, Tucker, that a boy. No way to work your way yeah. in. <laughs> Dreamweaver. <laughs> does he scowl at you, Jennifer? Does he Does he try to figure you out? You know, that Tucker Carlson scowl. Like, what are you... What is your... What is it? What, let me... Help me understand something. Help me understand what you're trying to say. So what you're saying is... Um, that's what I just picture going on in Jennifer's dreams. Well, um, Jennifer's dreams. But she was talking about her family, and uh, she was in Vogue magazine, and uh, she said, "I just worked so hard in the last five years to forgive my dad and family and try to understand. It's different. The information they're getting is different. Their life is different. So, obviously, um." You know, she's thinking one way, her family's thinking another way. And she's thinking, well, they only get their news from one source. Where do you think she gets her news from? I mean, I, I don't see Jennifer Lawrence necessarily as being a politico. I kind of, I like, you ever overheard? <laughs> I was about to say something's going to get me in a lot of trouble, <laughs> dude. I, you, ever, you ever been sitting there and you just overhear a table of girls talking, right? And one will toss something out and the other one will go, oh my God, I know. And it's like, yeah, and then and they start doubling down on just stuff they don't know what they're talking about. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And look, guys do it too, but go with me. These are girls, because Jennifer's a girl, so we're gonna go. She's she's a mix, whatever. I don't know what we're calling a Ms. Mrs. Mix. Anyway, she's a female. <laughs> Getting in trouble. Jorge's not associated with this. <laughs> uh, but they, you just start doubling down on your ignorance. I, you see people do it all the time, or you hear them do it. You just overhear a conversation. It's like ah, and you just cringe. Like, that's what I picture happening here. Like, I don't see Jennifer Lawrence out there doing a ton of research on uh, what's going on 
in the in grand scheme of things. I'm not saying she's a dumb person. I'm just saying if I were Jennifer Lawrence and I was worth $50 million, I'm assuming, it's just not going to be where I'm thinking, right? No. It, Jennifer's like, oh, my God, I can't believe my family members that live in Kansas who are not millionaires can't relate to me here in the Hollywood Hills of my mansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, just like what is what is her therapist telling her when she shows up and is like, I'm just having nightmares about Tucker Carlson. It's really, it's really <laughs> well, how does that my make life you tough. feel? What does a nightmare of Tucker Carlson even look like? Is it just like a long monologue for like two to three hours? Just... I kind of see a bow tie with a swinging pecker. You know, it's like well, coming at you. <laughs> What's, you know what I'm saying? Just a just big bow ties. But I do love. She how just she's... woke up like in a in yeah. her own puddle. Like, oh my god, I had a nightmare of Tucker Carlson. Well, and then Wait. to say this in a Vanity Fair piece and be like, no, this makes me seem sane. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it, let me just tell you, first of all, she's not having dreams about Tucker Carlson, right? That, that's obviously, she's being, she's being metaphorical or euphemistic or and whatever who's her phrase. PR she's, manager who's like, this, uh, yeah. that's a great idea. Include yeah. that in the interview. I mean, uh, so anyway, she said, I remember a million times thinking about it while I was pregnant. This time, she, oh she terminated a pregnancy when she was younger. She's thinking about the things that were happening to my body. And I had a great pregnancy. I had a very fortunate pregnancy. But every single second of my life was different. It could occur to me sometimes. What if I was forced to do this? And so. Um, oh, geez. So no, she didn't terminate. She had. In, I, I misspoke. She intended to terminate the pregnancy, but she ended up miscarrying. And. Um, so yeah, I don't like you've got to be unhinged to think like, oh, I'm pregnant, I have a child inside of me. But how would I feel if someone was forcing me to carry this child? That's insanity. Right? Hollywood that's liberals. just not that's unhinged. We have to abolish Hollywood liberals, Chad. We're <laughs> dude, I, I, it's too look, much now. It's too much. Dude. They're too I, comfortable. I said to my Hollywood manager and agent, you know, back before COVID, when I was going out there and I was pitching shows to the networks and just it's cringe to go in there and sit down in those meetings. They're so nice to your face, dude. They're so, mm, you know, but they're so fake. And I kept telling my manager, I said, you know, is there any way? And he had numerous hit sitcoms over the years, and but he's a conservative guy. And I said, is there any way? to knock this wall down or to at least chip away at the fact that they just have totally barred conservatives or conservative thought or conservative voices in Hollywood. And he goes, there's no way. There's no way. I said, it would take a miracle. I said, but it would just, the whole system would have to crumble. So the fact that we still go to the movies, we still pay for the services, we still, you know, support Hollywood, who absolutely, like Kathy Griffin, I mean, right. you know, and then the conservatives who are out there, they can't speak up or they don't speak right. up because they know what's going to happen. It's going to be like Gina Carano or, you know, Chris Pratt gets just so much hell for just being mild. Even if he says that, he just, like prays people are just like, just mild oh my God, stuff. Yeah. You know, the guy says, you know, whatever, you, oh, you believe in God, you must be homophobic. I mean, just the mildest stuff. And um, I've got some Chris Pratt stories, but I'm not going to tell you because he ain't here, but. Um, and I mean, they're good stories, but I'm not going to speak for the guy. You know, I, I remember him saying, I can't say what he said. I, I'm not going to speak for the guy. It was good stuff, but it's just, he pointed out, he said, there's certain things I want to be able to do and say, I can't do and you say. You can't, you can't. He said, I can't do it because it's going to be, you know. But you can't support these people, man. Yeah. You're supporting people that literally hate you, hate the way that you live life. Um, yeah, don't you don't want your dollars going to these people. You know, he told the, he told the Robertson family, the Duck Dynasty, he's like, man, I wish I could talk about going duck hunting 
like y'all do. Nope. He can't do it. Can't do that. He can't, can't do, do that. It. So, you know. You got to walk that line. Man. It's, it's a horrible thing. And I get it, but I don't get it. I was just never willing to do it. You know, they were after me forever to move to Hollywood. They wanted me to move to L.A. And I was like, why? They wanted Chad to be in their Brokeback Mountain too. They wanted they, me to do something. Want, that, Bro, that's what they wanted, Brandon. Don't, don't. You know what? For the right amount. <laughs> yeah. For the right the amount, dude. I can be bought. They were like, well, Chad, we do want you to knock down some walls for us, actually. <laughs> it, was between Chad, it was between Chad and Chris Pratt for the yeah. role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw how he looked into Thor's eyes. I know what was going on there. Anyway, I, man, it's a crazy thing, but we keep supporting it. We keep supporting it. Uh, in other news, play that. Uh, play. Uh, God, I've been trying to avoid Hillary Clinton. Jennifer Lawrence is a pretty girl, um, but damn. Uh, but just bring my excitement down and play that Hillary Clinton clip. Would you ever run for president again? No, no. But I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we have a president who respects our democracy and the rule of law and upholds our institutions. What if Donald Trump runs again? He should be soundly defeated. It should start in the Republican Party. Grow a backbone. Stand up to this guy. And heaven forbid, if he gets the nomination, he needs to be defeated roundly and sent back to Mar-a-Lago. The Florida mansion now in the spotlight after an FBI search for classified documents. Donald Trump is saying that this search of his home is politically motivated. Well, I'm sure he would say that. In 2016, Hillary Clinton was under investigation for her own handling of classified information and questions about using a private server as Secretary of State. Then FBI Director James Comey ultimately recommended Clinton not be prosecuted, but said she and her team were extremely careless. I had a very different situation where I was cleared and the guy just kept talking and talking and then came up with a new reason to talk some more 10 days before the election. James Comey. Yes, and there was, uh, there's no doubt at all that he uh, impacted uh, very negatively my chances of winning. So it was in the middle of an election, there was no there there, and the guy never shut up. Uh, so I think it's a really different um, uh, comparison to what's going on here when it appears that the Justice Department and the FBI have been incredibly patient, quiet, careful until they finally apparently thought that uh, national security was at stake yeah because because you know you could I, i've been to mar-a-lago have you been to mar-a-lago have you ever not been? yet not yet i gotta go yeah you, mar-a-lago it's a pretty secure place right like uh, you don't just go jump in the pool like, like they, i mean it's pretty secure uh this idea that donald trump is just hiding stuff in his closet these national secrets and, and like anybody could just go in there and steal them but I told Sarah the other day that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make him out to be a spy. That's, yep. that's the narrative now. So if you support Donald Trump, then you're a traitor, too. That's where, that's where they're going with this. But Hillary says she's not going to run again. You believe that? Oh, I believe it. She knows that Can't voters win. hate her. Uh, Democrat voters hate her as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think she's finally accepted it. So No, I don't, I don't believe her for a second. I don't believe her. You think for, she's going to run? Of course. Of, yeah? of course, she wouldn't even call James Comey by his name. Yeah, that is true. She wouldn't even say his name there. The guy wouldn't shut up. It's like she's yeah, like that evil monster that just won't you. die off. Yeah, you know, she's like, like Robert Francis O'Rourke. Um, but she's got more power. She's got actual power. Uh, but the scary thing is, so Monday night, she and Chelsea, uh, her daughter, they they were on Jimmy Fallon, and that they've been making the media rounds a little bit. So that kind of makes me wonder what's going on she's not she's not doing that for her health i think she knows that she has a lot of power outside of of the white house she could she could influence i like i said i got my money on on gavin newsom the guy's running ads in texas he's, guy, yeah. he's running ads uh in florida against DeSantis. so i got all my money on him 
Gavin Newsom was just at the White House a, a month ago, so he was already measuring the yeah. drapes, checking out how he looks in you know yeah. in the Oval Office. So yeah, snuggling up to yeah, Jill. Yeah. That's true. Oh well, let's see. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if there was ever a story that best encapsulated how bad crime has become, it's the one about Starbucks providing baristas with active shooter training because our cities aren't safe anymore. And while the Supreme Court has made it easier for you to conceal carry for protection, it's your responsibility to be properly trained. That's why I endorse iTarget Pro. It's a system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. So you don't have to go to the range. You can save money on ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. You can improve your muscle memory, reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and everything else you need to be proficient. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including two two three, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm you own. Almost uh, just about pretty much everything. Thing, including your AR. So uh, you'll save 10% plus free shipping with offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad. When you go to itargetpro.com, it's the smartest investment in your ability to safely and effectively handle your firearm. Plus, it's going to pay for itself almost immediately. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Itargetpro.com. And don't forget, use offer code Chad. We'll be right back. All right, time to wax eloquent. This ought to be a fun one. Folks, what do you get when you cross one patch of stupid with another patch of stupid of equal size and proportionality? Well, my physics is a little rusty, but I believe what you get is a feedback loop of uh, stupid. It's <laughs> pretty easy to solve that one. DC Comics, the famed redheaded step-sibling of Marvel Comics. And yes, I realize I just started a war online right there amongst you nerds. Anyway, DC Comics had the temerity to honor Hispanic Heritage Month, which weirdly begins in the middle of this month by releasing covers to some of their comic books in which superhero characters holding, and I swear this is true, things like bags of tacos and tamales. <laughs> and to say the least, it did not go well for them. Indeed, even grizzly old guy strumming a banjo and sitting in his rocket chair around the world all of a sudden grabbed whatever part of their body tends to ache. And uh, it said, Twitter storms are coming, folks. I can feel it in my bones. And indeed, the tsunami of angry tweets washed over DC Comics in predictable and sizable waves as the left went nuclear over people trying to participate in their religious rights in a manner that was, uh, well, let's just say unprescribed. Allow me to read you a couple of these tweets. You ready? Here we go. Uh, DC Comics really said Hispanic heritage means putting tacos in their characters' hands, and that's it. This is just weird all around. <laughs> Here's another one. DC Comics wants you to know Mexican superheroes go around doing hero things while carrying a bag of tamales. <laughs> and what the actual F, DC Comics? How incredibly insulting. My culture is more than freaking tacos and being a server. Hashtag racist. Oh, boy. Now, look, you guys know me. There's nothing I love better than cracking open a beer, loosening my belt buckle, and sitting back to enjoy watching the left eat their own Roman Coliseum style. It's always funny, and it usually has the added benefit of clearing the space a little bit for better and smarter ideas to come to the forefront, if only for a few minutes before shit gets dumb again. But I think it's worth noting <coughs> at the same time just how pervasive this screaming to the sky about whatever you're offended about mentality, it just really is our zeitgeist. zeitgeist. I mean, look, 
not more than a few decades ago, the portrayal of other races and ethnicities in the mainstream world and things like cartoons and even comics was something that would give any modern leftist the vapors were, were their tender eyes to be exposed to it, right? That's what it, listen, if you don't believe me, drag your nearest lefty friend in front of a computer, pull up YouTube, see if you can find one of those old cartoons where Chinese people were portrayed as having, you know, the buck teeth and a rice hat. Their eyes are going to melt out of their skulls like they just opened the Ark of the Covenant. So now we have the ever delightful phenomenon of over correction way past the time when any correction even might have been needed now personally as you all well know i think the sensitivity level about these things is set quite a few degrees above what it should be anyway i can watch a cartoon and not think that all asian people have buck teeth and wear rice hats maybe just most of them see see now what i did right there is called joking and if you're made uncomfortable by it, you should try it out sometime. See if you like it. Laugh a little, folks. DC stepped in the shit with this one. Uh, not by my lights. I think it's funny. Yeah. In fact, I don't think they went far enough because I didn't see a single oversized sombrero on any of those covers, let alone anyone shooting a pistol in the air. But with the leftist mob, they seek to please. They overstep. That's for sure. Here's an idea, DC Comics. Uh, quit the faith. Step out of the religion. Go back to trying to tell stories that are interesting and maybe even morally uplifting. I know it's hard to recant once you're in, but they clearly don't want or appreciate your efforts. And if nothing else, I want to say that I do appreciate them. I do, because you've reminded me of how very much much right now in this moment i want a taco <laughs> <laughs> that's too good dude i want that comic book I w- you should get it I, I want it too i want my superhero saving people's lives oh with tamales carnitas a taco on the side yes flask of tequila yeah. they come and save you with a bag of taco bell <laughs> What's better than that? <laughs> I feel like Pepe Le Pew, right? Like just slap, or not Pepe Le Pew, the little, uh, what's the little mouse? You know, the little mouse that used to wear the sombrero. Pepe Le Pew was French. Somebody got pissed Speedy, off about that. Speedy, Granted, Speedy Gonzalez, rapist. man. Speedy Gonzalez was the legend, Speedy bro. Gonzalez. Speedy yeah. Gonzalez. Arriba. Andale, andale, arriba. <laughs> they, they, they would have his, uh, his Speedy Gonzalez's uh, drunk cousin. His drunk cousin would always be on the tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. See, he laughed at stuff like that. I mean, forget that the skunk was trying to rape that cat, you know? Nobody hey, ever talked it, about him it, being it, French. This is a true story. Speedy Gonzalez actually taught me the importance of the Second Amendment because Speedy Gonzalez's cousin <laughs> was a drunk slow mouse, and anytime they, he would be attacked, he always pulled out his pistol. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right. Acme taught me about the military-industrial complex. There you go. There you go. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And Good that's where all the dynamite comes from. Uh, yeah. They're selling the bombs. And literally nobody gave Wally Coyote enough credit for his ability to paint on the side of a cliff. Like the fact that he could just draw a tunnel that just looked like an actual tunnel. It's amazing. The fact that the roadrunner could (laughs) run through it. Anyway, I digress. This is why I don't think we're, we're capable of a civil war because this is the most we can fight over. This is what we're working with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, this, the cultural appropriation thing. This is the whole deal. Um, and again, yeah, I, look, I've seen the the Civil War thing. I've seen the news reporters, you know, go to the target range and the gun range and shoot the ARs and talk about how frightening it was with the sound and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like those I'm are not, the worst videos. Not overly worried about you. I'm really not. Uh, oh man, I just think about all the things I used to do in my childhood that is just just would blow some people's minds. Um, you ever dynamited fish in the lake? Oh. <laughs> I mean, you you take dynamite 
and put it in a pillowcase and then you throw it out there and the pillowcase doesn't sink. So what you do is you take some big rocks and you put them in the pillowcase and when that dynamite goes off, it'll be raining rocks for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> These are things you learn the hard way. You just learn the hard way. But um, anyway. That sounds fun to do now still. I know, yeah, right? Yeah, I, was, I know. If y'all ain't never time. shocked catfish or anything like that, trust me, I'm not too worried about uh, – I mean, we used to set traps. I want kids in the to be woods, doing man. that stuff, Chad, instead of just being stuck inside all day on a on an iPad. Like, I used yeah. to be deemed on ditching all the time. Yeah. Like, go out there, get in trouble a little bit. It's good for you. You grow look, up. Look, you, okay, you've been down the border a ton, right? You you see how ingenious and industrious these people are that are trying to get across the border, yes, sir. right? If you took the average teenager, American teenager, and dropped them is south of the border and said, "Okay, get back in." They wouldn't know how to do it. Oh, no. They, they wouldn't have no, a clue. No, no clue. I mean, but you, you take a seven-year-old from Honduras. I yeah. mean, they could figure it out. They could survive by themselves. Um, I mean, it's just the kids. These kids these days are just so soft. I mean, yeah. and, especially the, in our but country. But the sheer fact that we're saying that, if you say that publicly, if I made you make a comment about Gen Z or whatever online, they get triggered. Well, that's not all of us. Yeah, it pretty much is. I mean, no, it, it kind of is. We, we have become an obese, fat, lazy society at all generations. So just embrace it uh, from, from, you know, what's left of the baby boomers to, you know, Gen X, my generation, all the way down. We've just become lazy lazy we have we have no uh we almost have like no americans in trade schools anymore i always get hit up by people saying i can't find any men for construction things like that we just uh we have a generation that doesn't know how to work with their hands no. and we're gonna I think pay for those consequences yeah, they don't, they don't if we're not already yeah i mean uh when you don't have men you know working with their hands and, and finding value uh that's why we see a lot of men going crazy depressed and and you know they don't they their, don't have any purpose they don't have any, don't have any that's any the most that dangerous thing in the country oh me oh my Anyway, I, I wonder if Eric July has capitalized on the taco covers yet. Like, is he giving? If he is he giving? I do want that comic book. That's a, that's a selling point. I would. God, that's I, funny. I'm going online, and when we go to the break, I'm going to do a search and see if I could find a way to buy that online, and just see if I can find Superman with a taco. Uh, and I don't mean Lois Lane's. Hey, there are a lot of important things in your everyday life. Uh, it's a good that it's a good idea to worry about. You don't really need a new one to add to the list, but I'm going to add one anyway. Home title theft. It's real. It's a growing crime. If you take steps to protect yourself right now, you can avoid worrying about it. Here's how you can find out what the deal is. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. They've got a special free offer for you, and uh, you simply enter your address for a free no-obligation home title scan. You'll discover if somebody's already tampering with your home's title. The title to your home is the only document that proves you own it. Once somebody forges your title, he can take out loans on your home or forge your name on a document stating that he's the new owner. Now, make sure your home's title is securely in your name when you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Then I want you to sign up. Use promo code RADIO, enter your address, and they'll let you know uh, if it's being tampered with. All right, that's a $100 value. They're going to give it to you for free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use code RADIO. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use code RADIO. We'll be right back. All right, Jorge Ventura, what, what's, what's going on with you? What are you doing? Doing all types of stuff, man. We just got back uh, another border report. We were in Eagle Pass, Texas. Um, the particular reason we were in Eagle Pass is becoming the deadliest sector 
uh, throughout the whole border. So um, the reason it's becoming a deadly is, is it's they have the Rio Grande River right there, and we're having constant groups of migrants continue to come in, current sweeping them away, drowning. About four or five days ago, a group of 50 got swept away, then nine mi- migrants uh, drowned. And I was just down there. I was interviewing the uh, Maverick County constable who was telling me, before Biden came in, they were averaging between one to two deaths by migrants per year. Mm. He said now they're averaging one to two deaths per day. Wow. So pulling out dead bodies, migrant bodies. And a lot of people don't realize the the, um, the resources local communities have to have to use, you know. So these bodies have to be pulled into, you know, the, the local funeral homes are running out of, out of space. Um, law enforcement is, there is essentially being Border Patrol now. So they have to help Border Patrol. They're picking up migrants and everything. So it's a complete mess. It's a, like I said, it's the deadliest sector down there. And um, you really see the, um, you know, what what, lo- what locals are going through, all the resources that they get they get used. Um, right after there, went to Jackson, Mississippi, interviewed, you know, residents who were angry, frustrated, who are going through the water crisis. They haven't had any drinking water for seven days. But the city has been on boil water alert for 30 days. So literally any type of water, they have to boil it before they clean anything, drink anything. Um, it's a complete di- disaster there in, in, in Jackson. So um, in a way, it's crazy, Jack, because you're going from... From a crisis at the southern border, right, involving, you know, illegal immigrants. It involves fentanyl, human trafficking. There's a lot of angles to it. Then all of a sudden, you go through the south, and then you know you see Americans going through a water crisis, and it kind of feels like the country's, uh, you know, slowly falling apart little by little. Yeah, yeah, it's dismantling. Um, and people, every time you're on the show, people ask about the documentaries. Give me the list of all the documentaries as well where people can get them. Yeah, our two main ones right now for everyone is um, is our uh, Narcofornia. We just literally released it, so that one is, is freshly new. You can watch that one on Narcofornia.com or head to DailyCaller.com and it'll direct you to the website. It goes into the cartels in California involving the illegal <laughs> marijuana operation. That one focuses uh, on Northern California. Last year, we did the Cartelville. That's why I came on, on your show, Chad. We talked about Cartelville. It goes on, uh, goes covers that topic, but in Southern California in the deserts, you got to kind of see that. That one is on carteldoc.com. So check it out. Great uh, cartel films. Uh, we also had, did a um, earlier earlier this year. We did a Hero to Zero. We did a story on all the firefighters and police officers in North in, in California who were getting fired over the vaccine mandates. What's interesting now is now those counties don't have any, any vaccine mandates, but those those people can't even get their jobs back. They so can't get the jobs back. Um, we're always trying to focus on you know ground reporting, trying to tell the stories of what what Americans are are, are going through. So I think uh, yeah, you know people follow follow the work. You you like what uh, what you're seeing. I think and people need to be following you on social media as well because the video clips that you're putting out there powerful you know the stuff you're doing yeah. on the border and it's incredible yeah jorge ventura report um put that on twitter you could find me or just jorge ventura um i'll pop up there like i said i literally just left jackson so we have some fresh interviews from jackson you get to see what, what working class people are going through what people with kids are going through during this time and kind of being ignored by uh, politicians and we have you know more work coming up it's it's exciting stuff now you know in jackson mississippi i mean when you think of jackson you think of birmingham alabama you think about atlanta georgia these are yep. places where you know, these were focal points of the of the civil rights movement and stuff like that. And now these urban communities are being hit really hard by this Democrat leadership. It seems like it's a gift that keeps on giving for generation after generation. Uh, and, and again, it, they want to blame everything except themselves and their very bad policies that are out there. And like you said, Joe Biden is largely silent on this. We're sending $100 billion to Ukraine and trying to arm citizens there while we disarm citizens here and, and let our own infrastructure fall apart. But by God, let's worship that climate and uh, and make sure that everybody gets an electric car. And you know something you mentioned earlier, and I didn't bring this up, but um, 
You, you talk about these folks out there. They, they don't understand the working class. They, the, no. the people on the, the progressives, the re-rees, the leftists, the protesters, these guys who don't have a job somehow can fund their ability to go out there and protest or, you know, get on Twitter and spam everybody uh, and troll everybody. They're getting funded somehow. And, and, and you know, and, and they want to push everybody being able to buy an electric car. I, I don't know, but I mean, I just can't run out and buy an electric car today because that's what the government told me to do. But somehow these people seem to think that that's how you are. That's how out of touch with reality they are. People in the urban communities sure as hell aren't going out there and just buying oh, you know, no. $100,000 electric cars. Um, I mean, somebody should, should tell President Biden that Ukraine is located in Jackson, Mississippi, and maybe he could direct yeah. his resources. Yeah, and then all the celebrities the would go there. there. Uh, you know, I don't see you two going to Jackson, Mississippi, throwing any concerts. We had all these actors. You know, you had like Ben Stiller flying all the way to Ukraine to yeah. meet with Zelensky for his photo op. Where's Ben Stiller in Jackson? Yeah. Um, you know, these coastal, coastal elites can't relate to anyone, anyone in the working class. They don't know anyone. And when these people actually have real issues that need to be solved, they're nowhere to, uh, you know, to be found. Same thing with like uh, race baiters like Al Sharpton. When I was at the border, Al Sharpton made his one trip down there and said that Haitians were being mistreated. They only do this when they can have a political game, when they can get clout. But when it actually comes to helping black and brown people, they're yeah. never there. And, you know, if they keep doing this, they're going to get rejected. Like, And I, you know, I've, I've said this a million times, but you're seeing that in South Texas with the Latino base there. I think you're going to see it in Jackson, Mississippi with people going to say, hey, um, we've been voting Democrat. They keep ignoring us. We're going to vote the other way. Yeah. And maybe that, that spice something up. But I mean, even the water is just one thing in Jackson. I mean, you just drive around Jackson. It, it seems like the whole city's about to fall apart. I mean, their infrastructure yeah. uh, is absolutely horrible there. Yeah. Um, but this is an issue that I think a lot of communities around the U.S. are starting to, to pick up on. Well, you take these folks who have the resources to get some things done. Like going to Ukraine, going to Africa, going to Haiti. going to, See, that sounds sexy, right? That sounds sexy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go help the, these less fortunate people in these other countries. Going to Jackson, Mississippi, that doesn't sound sexy. Um, I dated a girl from Jackson, Mississippi, and she was hot years ago. It was sexy, trust me. Uh, <laughs> Jackson was very sexy. I mean, but, the South does still make some things pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But and it, the people there are wonderful. I mean, they are. They're great. They're, they're like the best. I mean, I'm from I'm from California, SoCal. So I'm from an area where like you even say hi to somebody, they'll do a double take and be like, wait a minute, are you actually like talking to me? Everyone thinks they're a superstar in Hollywood. But down there, I mean, everyone is like it's, it's a true you know true Americans. People open the door for you. They want to serve you. Um, they ask you what what you need, and you know that's the type of people that are down there who are being absolutely ignored by these right. by these politicians. And if it can happen in Jackson, Mississippi, it can happen in any town. USA. It can. Uh, we've got to get these guys out. Their policies are failed just by the sheer fact that they're taking your resources and giving them elsewhere because to them, it's sexy. Yep. I don't know other, what other term to use. It's just it's exotic, whatever you want to say, to be able to say, oh, yeah, I did all this work in a third world country. Listen, I pull that card out every now and then talking about my work in third world countries. I do that and people go, oh, wow, really? I was like, yeah, but I've done a lot of stuff in the inner cities right here in America, right. too. But they don't want to hear about those stories. They don't want to hear about those stories because, oh, well, you just cross county lines. You know, and you went to the soup kitchen, you went to the food deal, you know, food pantry. So. And, it's, and it's a trend, you know, any... Um Issues that impact these working class communities, they they won't get attended. You won't hear on mainstream media. You know, Jackson, Mississippi is a overwhelmingly a black community. Right. You're not hearing this uh, too much on the, on the news and like actually having reporters down there. But same thing, you know, you go to Ohio and Pennsylvania, these white working class communities that are impacted by fentanyl and opioids and, you know, all the uh, manufacturing jobs I left in 2008. 
they don't get cover, covered at all. So anything working class related um, gets ignored because the establishment knows that this is the one issue or the one time where the left and the right could finally agree on something. And when yeah. you have that, the establishment will always ignore it. Hundred percent. Y'all hang tight. We'll be right back. Yeah. All right, it's always a pleasure with Jorge Ventura. I'm going to see if I can twist his arm, get him to hang around tomorrow as well, maybe even some overtime. Uh, do not miss overtime. Sign up at blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to save on an annual subscription and do not miss anything, including, you know, uh, every Wednesday night, Glenn Beck's got these really, really important special reports. You do not want to be missing out on those and anything else that's going on from uh, this bastion of free speech we call Blaze TV. So sign up, blazetv.com slash Chad. Tell your friends all about it. And do not miss an episode of Overtime that is released every Friday. It is right there in the queue with the Chad Prather Show. So click on Chad Prather Show and it will be in there. I will see you guys in Granbury Friday night and I'll see you in Waco Saturday night. I'm in Paul Huska, Oklahoma next Saturday night. So get your tickets. Watch Chad.com is where all the fun stuff is. We're bouncing all over the place. And trust me, it is getting good, folks. You don't want to miss out. Jorge Ventura reports. That's where you find him. Yes, sir. On Twitter. That's where you want to find him. Follow him. We will see you tomorrow night. Stay safe. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Oh.